I can't take it anymore. Welcome to another episode of the Gracepreneur Podcast. And we are excited to have you tune in to our podcast. We believe that every one of us has the potential to conquer the mountains in our lives. We strive to help our listeners overcome this by providing words of encouragement and life-changing testimonies from those who have conquered their mountains. Tune in and enjoy the journey. We're live. Welcome, Gracepreneurs, to another episode of the Gracepreneur Podcast. We're excited to bring you a very special guest. This man, I mean, I've heard nothing but great things about this man. He's built a company. He's a father, a husband, and just a great man of God. And I am thankful. So I want to first introduce Rafael. Is Rafael Mausi, correct? Am I saying that right? Ralph Marucci. Marucci, I'm sorry. There we go. My Latino came out for a minute there. (laughs) (laughs) This guy's an awesome man, man. He's full of life. I'm just excited for you guys to get to know him. And uh, before we get started, one question I love to ask our our Gracepreneurs here. Well, our guests who come on to the Gracepreneur podcast is this. If you had one superpower, what would it be and why? Oh, one superpower. What would it be and why? Um, well, you know, the, the easy ones are like, you know, the ability to fly and have super strength. I think those kind of the traditional uh, probably Marvel answers you might give. But for, for me, as a, as a, you know, somebody who owns a business, who um, enjoys communication, believe, I don't know if this is sort of superpower or not, but I would want to always be able to speak every language and every dialect fluently. I the ability to communicate with everybody in their native tongue, I think, is a huge um, uh, advantage in, in a lot of ways. Uh, you can, you know, obviously communicate with them. It gives them a sense of comfort, and um, it's a great way to build trust and just be able to communicate with the whole world. Now, I, I say all that, and yet I only speak like really 1.5 languages. So, <laughs> um, but as somebody who grew up in, in New York, I like to say I could speak every language as long as it's in English. And if you grew up in New York City, you kind of know what that means. Like sort of every dialect, every tongue, you kind of can, can yeah, yeah. relate to anybody uh, in a way. But but I, speaking foreign language is not my, <laughs> not my super strength. But I, I would love to be able to just speak every every language in the world fluently. That would be really fun. That's awesome, man. You know, I love that question because it's like every entrepreneur that has come onto our show has given a different answer. And there are answers like this that just like, wow, it's, you know, you would expect people to say like those Marvel answers. I mean, fly. I mean, I would love to fly. I would love super strength. Yeah. Who wouldn't want that? You know? Yeah. I didn't want to give a generic answer. I wanted to give something a little bit. (laughs) And I I think that was great. I mean, let's, let's just get right into it. I was going to ask a couple of questions, but you just brought up good points in itself with just answering a superpower question. Communi- the power of communicating. I mean, communicating is such an effective thing. You're the CEO of a company named Hydrate. Um, from what it looks like, it's a water filtration company. I mean, it looks amazing. I, I got my eye for sure. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> and, you know, and, and you, in order to build something, you have to be able to communicate, you know, it's such an essential part, especially when they like, you know, with sales, with team building, all that stuff takes communication. I mean, what would you say to that? Communication is is everything, right? I mean, it's it's obviously how the world goes round. And, um, you know, as somebody who's been sort of trained in the art of communications over the years, I find that the most important piece is actually not the speaking part, but the listening part. Um, if you're an active listener, uh, and by active, I mean, either you have a pen in hand and you're writing things down as people say it, 
or you're demonstrating that you've listened by kind of repeating back the words that you just heard in the form of a question, um, that does a lot for the listener. I have found that the people have said that the best conversations they've ever had are the ones that they end up dominating doing the most talking. Yeah. Um, so let, wow. them, you know, let, let them do the talking, uh, ask questions, uh, be thought provoking in that way, in that way, not just like kind of yes or no questions, but more open ended style questions where you can get smarter, better answers out of people and uh, elicit more of a thought provoking response from them. Uh, so, so communication, uh, people mostly will say, you know, it's like how you articulate, etc. It's actually more about sort of how you listen um, and how you can effectively, you know, ask questions and engage the listen, the, the person doing the talking or the interview uh, with you. And, and that, that goes for sales too. Most sales guys traditionally will just kind of spew, they'll just, you know, tell everybody, this is my product and this is why it's the best. That's kind of what people come to expect. You want to be different. Um, you want to be able to stand out in the crowd. And, and, and to do that, you'd want to do something a little bit more like it deliver an empathy statement like hey I'm, I'm just you know in preparing to meet with you today ronnie like i was just trying to put myself in your shoes and i would just be wondering sort of who is this guy what's he doing to do for my business if it's all right with you i'd like to start by answering those questions unless of course you had any questions you want to ask me first now, that's an empathy statement no, no, no I, i'm just giving you an idea because delivering that what will happen is the person will say no go ahead answer those questions very powerful because now they've given you permission to sort of pitch them which is far different than you just pitching them. <laughs> um, it lowers relationship tension. And I can get into the whole sort of science with you, but really at the end of the day, what it comes down to is trust, right? In order for us to be uh, developing any kind of relationship, we have to have a sense of trust. And the only way to really foster trust is to be a good listener, to have empathy, to make sure that you're in line with the person that you're talking with, you're not getting too far ahead or too far behind. And that comes with a lot of like sort of checking in. One last thing about communication. Most people will get this wrong. I'm gonna ask you a question now. Body language, tone, and words are the three components of communication, right? What do, would you say is the percentage breakdown if you had to give a percentage to each one of those in terms of its importance or relevance to a conversation? Mm. So you said body language, tone, and what was Word. And words. And so now you as a communicator, this is important for you to Ooh, even learn That's interesting. Um, I know body, I would say body language is definitely a very important. I like to speak with my hands and I feel like it gets the message across a lot more clear. Yeah. As an Italian, I can relate. <laughs> so I'll definitely put that one first. Um, then I would say tone would be next. I mean, I'm not, I know I'm not giving percentages because right. what numbers are elsewhere, but tone, I was, tones, I would say a powerful thing too, because it just like displays the confidence. But then again, words as well, the way you word things also show the confidence in, in the way you're speaking and whatnot. No so, yeah. you're exactly right. Body language is the most. It's 55% uh, of communication is, uh, is body language. So the fact that we're on a Zoom call now really enhances our communication by far. Yeah. Uh, then would come tone. It's about 37% of communication. And then finally, words, which are a minuscule, minuscule amount of communication, which is only about 7%. So, so really, the words you say have the least impact. How you say them way more of a difference that's why text messaging a word to the people in relationships out there <laughs> very big mistake do not communicate through text messages <laughs> if you have a hard conversation to have oh my god dude you know it's crazy about that that's it that's all should be texted nothing oh else. my gosh man it's crazy because like there's so many times i've texted people 
And, you know, I feel my body temperature just rising up. I'm like, dude, you know what? Let me stop right here. Call the person. When we call the person, the conversation turns out to be a whole total different conversation. Yeah. It's insane. A text message or anything could be taken out of context. I also want to point out other things out here. I mean, you know, one, thank you because you're just jumping into the meat of stuff. And I'm like, yes, this is awesome. <laughs> Grace Veneers could really benefit from this. Communication is such a powerful thing. I used to be a very awkward speaker. I mean, I'll speak to you and I'll ask questions that were just yes or no. And then the conversation is that. Which Listen, is such fact, a thing. Fact-finding questions often result in, like, short answers. And yeah. That's okay. And yes or no answers sometimes also result in an okay part of the conversation. It's necessary. But to have a, you know, ask a thought-provoking question usually regards you to sort of paint the picture. Like, how would your office look if we were able to get rid of all those big five-gallon jugs in it? Mm -hmm. You sort of paint a picture for them, and they start to, it's, it's thought-provoking. It, you know, provokes thought. And then it creates them to, you know, now kind of see what you're seeing and, and in order to be a good communicator, not only you want to listen well, but you want to create, paint the picture. You want to have a vision um, that, that people can sort of see with you. You know, like you look at real estate when somebody's showing off an apartment, a lot of times they'll say like, oh, you know, what would look great over here is a nice library or, you know, a bar set up or what have you. And people will say, ooh, yeah, I could see that. You know, and when they can, when you can see the same things together, you sort of go along. And as you're going along, the relationship starts to build. The barriers of, of, of uh, tension are starting to diminish. And then you can start getting to the actual tasks at hand, which is our goal, you know, to get stuff done and to move the needle, um, whether it's in sales or, or just in life in general. Wow, man. Those are, those are these guys, Grace Pinniers. These are things you want to write down. These are things that you, you want to, you know, put into practice because they will take you to a different place in life. I mean, these are essential stuff. Like, like I mentioned, you know, I was an awkward speaker. I had to learn to communicate and I still need to improve that. I thank God for this podcast in reality. It's helped me, you know, I mean, become better at it. Interesting place he led you, huh? For a guy who, I said, it's an interesting place that he's led you to, to you know, to be communicator when you were somewhat awkward just kind of like Moses in a way it really it really is man because it's like you know I mean so many times I've been approached with conversations you know I wouldn't see myself speaking to somebody who's a CEO of a company and now I've developed more relationships with CEOs of different companies because of the way I communicate these are things that had to be developed you know I would speak I would stutter um, wouldn't know how to ask questions another thing you mentioned is really important I wasn't very good at listening and that's so important it's so true so many times have I spoken to customers or I've spoken to other business owners or just people in general. And when you listen, it creates this different dynamic. You know, it builds a relationship with trust, like you were mentioning. And it really makes it just more of a flow and easier. Like, I love it. Like, that is really... Wow, thanks for starting so fire with this information, man. And I should mention too, in fairness, I, I didn't come up with a lot of these stats and facts and um, it was it was taught. You know, a lot of it I believe is subconscious for a lot of us. Um, my former CEO gave us this wonderful gift of, of really learning from these two unbelievable communicators, truly. Um, and, it, you know, it was weeks and weeks of learning uh, with these guys one-on-one. -on -one. And, and the bottom line is, you know, at the end of the day, the things that he unlocked for us, I can never unlearn. You know what I mean? Like they, he would say, that once the genie's out of the bottle, that's it. So bringing these things to the conscious level um, gives it a name, gives it a rhyme, gives it a reason, and moreover, gives it a process. And as a business owner or, or just you and your everyday work, you want to have some sort of process that's repetitious and reproducible. In order to, you know, reproduce anything that makes, you know, it would have to be something that would have to have worked, be universal. So you really have to learn from people who have been there. That, I mean, there's no substitute for experience, frankly. 
Come on now. Come on. Right here. We got it on the Grace Perineal podcast. This this in itself should be an ebook episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is great, man. I mean, yeah, communicating is such an important thing. You know, um, I hope when I was take when I was in charge of some ministry groups and whatnot, um, in these groups, you know, communicating was something that stressed a lot because in order to develop a team, you should you gotta clear, you gotta you pro, um excuse me, you gotta project the message clearly to your team in order for them to be on the same page as you. You know, yeah, no and yeah, and as somebody with you, like, let's get into actually, let's get to the next part of our conversation. So you are the co-founder of a company named Hydrate, okay? And this company, I was looking at the website, I was seeing the filtration systems. Um, I seen it looks like you guys have worked with some major companies as well, which is pretty cool. I mean, that's that's amazing. Let's talk a little bit about, more about that. What inspired you to get into this journey of entrepreneurship with Hydrate? Um, so the, it's a long story, but I'll make it brief. Um, when I was, uh, really, I had about 15 credits left in my senior year of college. Um, so I was 22 and my friend said this company starting on wall street, that's dealing with getting rid of bottled water. Um, this was back in 2007. So that's, you know, come back 13 plus years already. Um, and I was like, ah, water, whatever. He's like, what are you doing for money right now? I wasn't really doing very much. I was making some odds and ends on the side, et cetera. I was a student. Um, and I started with this company. It was the first day they launched, and I crushed it. You know, I was hitting the ground running with sales. I couldn't even believe it. I never really had done much sales before that. Um, and I recruited a bunch of my friends that I knew from college. I went to Brooklyn College, by the way. There's the degree right over there, uh, which is part <laughs> of the um, and, and all of my friends kind of jumped on board, believe it or not. So there was like a whole crew of us doing this couple months later, a few guys in the group uh, had some money and they were like, let's start our own, uh, which I was hesitant because I liked the corporate experience I was getting. I wasn't sure I was ready to start a business, but we actually co-founded a business, uh, another water company at that time called Skywater, uh, who they're still in business to this day. I had to leave those guys because of uh, the way they started to do things in year six. Uh, there was some... Um, not really, it was shady. It was, they, they started to deviate from our original vision, which was to just really help people. So uh, something you couldn't stand by. No, nah, I, I, I really, it was so hard too, you know, Ronnie, because I, I was so comfortable in that role. And um, it was a company I had helped create um, me and my co current partner, Eric. Um, he, he was sort of the blue collar end doing all the installation work. And I was the, you know, running the sales organization. And uh, there was these two other guys who really, they were the ones who started the company because they had the money, but it was really the four of us that started it. Um, and so anyway, I had to break off of them and it was hard. Uh, I had to leave my whole book behind. They were just, um, they were not willing to share that at the time, but I knew I had to get away because the way they were doing business and conducting themselves changed over the years. And I couldn't be a part of that. Uh, fortunately, God was with me all the way. Um, he brought me to a great medical uh, company uh, called Empire Surgical. That's where I got a lot of this training from. Uh, we were a Johnson & Johnson uh, direct affiliate here in New York City with exclusivity to their orthopedic line. So I was in the OR. I was uh, working with doctors. I felt like I kind of graduated from the minor leagues to the major leagues in terms of sales. Um, it was very prestigious in a way. Uh, after about five years of doing that, um, I got to a point where I was also getting a little disenchanted with the way uh, the medical field worked uh, in terms of insurances. They were, it, it really is a business and really, yeah, I got yeah, into the medical world for the, you know, for the prestige a little bit, but also for the fact that we were helping people and that didn't really change. But the fact that they wouldn't see you if you didn't have a certain insurance or they didn't get, I didn't get paid because a certain insurance decided to stop paying for something. And, you know, there was a lot of variables to that. And obviously I was a, 
I was a young father at the time I had a, you know, my firstborn and, you know, uh, the money was okay. It was very good actually at times, but I couldn't feel like I really relied on it. And moreover, Ronnie, I was just kind of tired of building other guys' empires. You know, it was, I, I felt like I had seen playbook. I'd done all the genuine hard work myself, uh, knocking on doors, closing deals, sort of learning the business. And you'll find most CEOs have been salesmen in their life, you know, at some point or another, usually. Because when you're in sales, you kind of, you're the engine, so you know how to start business, you know how to close business, and you kind of see all the multifaceted parts that keep a business going. So to wrap that up, um, in 2017, January, so it's just been over three and a half years almost, um, my partner, Eric, had still been working for that former company. He's like, hey, the market is still huge. People are going green. They're getting rid of these plastic bottles. We have the technology. You and I know how to do this. You're the front end. I'm the back end. We make for a good partnership. And I had felt like we missed the boat, you know, and what a mistake that would have been because the market is huge. Our particular industry is $15 billion. Um, we only need a, a really a small portion of that pie to, to be successful. And we knew that we can make a good impact by really our credo, loving people and loving water. Um, that's kind of how we approach our business from a service model down to a quality and assurance, uh, you know, guarantee. So thankfully, uh, thank God everything has gone well. If it wasn't for the fallout that I had though in the medical industry and the, and the, and the issues that I, and I, I was kind of mistreated by the way, towards the end, I didn't really mention that. I mentioned to you before we got on the podcast that the, the road was bumpy. I actually had my salary kind of wiped out at one point. Wow. That, you know, that can be very difficult. And it's oh, like seeing experiencing those stuff like that. Yeah. Was, you know, you know, actually before we get into, let's hold that thought right there because I want, I want to really point out a couple of things for our listeners that you said that to me was just like, wow. One, you worked really hard and you got tired of pretty much building somebody else's business, you know, and that, that is, that is huge. I mean, I can relate to you so much, man, uh, to be honest, because it's like, you know, with the moment COVID-19 happened and I find out, wow, I'm out of a job at the, at the moment because of the virus. I thought to myself, Hey, I was out there breaking down walls in order to help them build their company. So back to what we were saying, you know, when it comes to that, it, it's so, it's so important. I mean, you know, somebody said something in another episode of our podcast that really stood with me so true. It's like, you know, God will call you to do something, but if you don't do it, he'll raise somebody else to do it. You know, and it's just it's just such a revelatory thing when it comes to so many other areas in your life. If you don't do something you're passionate about, best well at least somebody's going to come up and do it. <laughs> somebody's going to be raised up and do it. So that's one thing that was just huge. Second, I respect so much how you are, you know, your interest is for people. Like, clearly, it's, it's for people. And to me, that's such an important thing. I read a book once that was talking about how a lot of companies now, they have lost their ways being a people-based company into just a profit-based company. And then he went further into speaking about that and how much impact and how much of a difference in the in business growth when people put, when people put business puts people first opposed to profit first. And, you know, I honor that, man. I honestly honored you for that because that's that's amazing. And, and I could see how God is working in your life. But just wanted to point that out for our listeners. I want to go back into what you were saying because we want to hear this challenging moments that you face with the salary. Because a lot of people encounter this and they use these as defeating points. But you're, you're proof that that's not a defeating point. That's a point to conquer and overcome. Yeah, God, God really, really spoke to me during that time. There's no question about it because... Um, you know, it was a real low point. Um, I'll never forget that it was December 4th. Um, 
and in 2016 and like I said I had a young family and I remember the day vividly getting the email and, and just being kind of crushed and, and taken back by it um, feeling like my whole world was falling out of place um, and then that I heard that casting crown song um, and the line was literally your world's not falling apart it's falling into place stop holding on because um, God you know basically God's got you um, and 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 that message really uh, drove deep into my heart that um, you know God's brought me so far he's brought me through so much and every day I wake up and I, I'm so blessed to have food and clothes and water and shelter basically all the needs that uh, which is not something everybody in this world can say and and so my world wasn't falling apart it was actually falling into place and you know, keeping my eyes fixed on the Lord at that time was a huge, huge blessing and uh, just guidance that was so required in order to take another leap of starting a business, you know, because it's not like you, okay, I, you know, I lost this sort of uh, position that I had going on monetarily. You start a business, <laughs> you have no money. We funded it ourselves and, and uh, you know, with the help of my partner's brother, um, and, and uh, you know, we, we gave ourselves a very modest salary, but we still had to go out and execute. So uh, there was no guarantees, but it felt right. It felt like the Lord was leading me here. Um, one thing about this industry, I know it's like very niche water, uh, but my pastor kind of re gave me sort of a reassurance at one point about the choice of, of doing water is that, you know, we are partnering with God in a sense that we are working as creative and redemptive work here on earth. Uh, yeah, th there's there's a great book by uh, uh, Tim Keller, it's called Every Good Endeavor. Uh, and, it, and it just talks about your calling and whatever it is you're doing, whether you're running a podcast or working at the mill, it, you, that is your ministry. Um, and in Ecclesiastes 3, I think 23, it, it's like, it talks about how, you know, you should, your work, is, this is your lot that you're given, you know, and to take joy in that basically. Um, and, and to know that the work that we were doing, which is basically purifying the water, right? The water was created by God and we're re helping redeem that water in a sense to the way it was originally intended, right? Before the fall uh, and all of man's input between chemicals and metals and, uh, you know, pharmaceuticals that are found in our drinking water. Uh, we, our system is unique in that it removes that, everything down to the bacteria. Um, so we feel very proud of the work that we're doing because we know that every time we leave a system behind, we're helping people get better. Uh, we're helping them live a healthier life and um, also doing our part to kind of take plastic away from the environment, which is only serving to pollute. Um, so, you know, that when that kind of came together, I really felt like that was that was the calling, the walk, the journey all coming full circle for me, reassuring me that, you know, we were doing something that was uh, in concordance with God's will and with his plan for our life, albeit I, I thought I had to be a minister for my whole life in order to, to fulfill God's purpose for me. And maybe that's still in the card someday, who knows? But, but to know that in the interim, um, you know, we're not just self-serving. And, and it's funny you mentioned about people and profits. Our credo is that it's, it's people over profits. That, that's Come on, there we go. We, we put our customers first. Even if it costs us money today, it's all right. It's about the long run. It's about people. It's not serving. And, and that attitude is, is strictly God-given. You know, um, I, I can't stress that enough. You know, he's, he's put that on my heart from a long time ago, and it just always feels right. Wow, dude. Wow. <laughs> wow. You know, honestly, man, I, this, you know, this podcast in particular is like, 
not only is it encouraging, but it's it's very inspiring to hear this, you know, because it's like a man a man like yourself who's committed to developing the business, but you know, ultimately putting people you're putting God first and then putting people, you know, above profits. That's that's honorable, dude. I don't see too many companies doing that, to be honest with you, man. Even on product, you know, like I don't, I guess where every product I've ever used has made me better, right? I mean. It says that it's going to make you better and it's going to give you this life and this advertising that's so uh, jazzed up to tell you you're going to be like, you know, living that that, that best life by using this product or what have you. It, it, you know, sometimes it comes with gimmicks and such, but but we're we're grateful. Ours is certified to the highest standards in North America and Europe. It's not some fly by night. We work with the best manufacturer that we could find and distribute for them exclusively here in New York and cover the tri-state area. Um, and we could have, we could have partnered with, you know, some cheaper brand that was, you know, making us great, greater margins, yeah. but we wouldn't be able to really say that we're doing the best, you know, work we can to deliver the best possible water pop, you know, of that, course. Yeah. So, so that, that, that's a huge piece for us. That's amazing. I mean, you guys, you guys really put your quality into it. I mean, <laughs> now I'm all like, oh dude, I need to, I need to get on this real quick. I mean, everybody who's tuning in, there's so many, there's so many lessons in this podcast that you must, you must run with one and two, check out their website. I mean, really check out their, 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 their stuff. I mean, if you go on their website alone, I was in there. I was like, oh man, this is official. This is cool. You know, like the website itself speaks volumes. And I think that's such an important part of, of business, you know, having something that speaks for you in a sense, you know? So that that's awesome, man. Go on. Yeah. Now more than ever too, with the, with yeah. the, with the coronavirus uh, pandemic, uh, you know, doubling down on online uh, presence has been a, a big uh, point of emphasis for us. Where before we've been used to a very uh, sort of in-person model. I, I always said I'm old school. I like to go meet people, put a face to the name, so to speak. And uh, you know, being prevented and prohibited to do that, especially in the New York City area, um, we've had to you know adjust. And I think you know changes can be a scary thing. This from a business perspective, not just uh, human, but you know a lot of people get stuck like a deer in headlights. And and the the goal is to uh, kind of embrace change and, and see what, you know, developments are going to come as a result of change. Now, I'm not saying that's easy. It's been, frankly, very hard. I'd be, I'd be lying to you if I told you over the last eight weeks, every week has been just a perfect, you know, uh, turnaround. We've been adapting, per, you know, adequately. Um, it, it's, been, it's been humbling. You know, it really has been a humbling experience to, to change the way we do things, um, even if it's just temporary. You know, life goes on, business goes on. Thankfully, we we have a, you know a group of sixteen people that are all still healthy and with us and have stuck with us. And um, you know, we're we're just working on trying to adapt to the sort of new normal uh, that that is upon us. Um, and it's not easy, but you have to have an online presence like you. Uh, you know, social media, your website. You got to take those things very seriously. SEO. Um, you know, really everything that we can do to, to stay relevant right now um, yeah. is so, so, so important. It's crazy because, you know, I have no experience when it comes to like SEOs or online, you know, a real online a platform and all that. But it's crazy because like, so being on a podcast, I've come across people and I'm starting to interview people who have like 50,000 followers, 100,000 followers, high engagement as well. And, you know, when I pick their brains, um, they've given me, it's a strategy, man. It's really a strategy. And I've been applying other strategies and I see my social media, you know, gradually start growing with, mm -hmm. with, with, uh, you know, 
the engagement with people I don't know. I was like, oh, this is cool. It's people I yeah. don't know, so it makes it even better. And, yeah. and it makes it it makes it dynamic. That's how we grew to 200 listeners real quick. And we're going yeah. up to three, you know, then four, five, and more. Um, and you got to adapt, guys. You guys hear that, man. You got to adapt with changes. You can't let changes stop you from doing those things you're doing. Just got to adapt. So now time is coming to a close, man. And this podcast right here was just like, they were like, I pray so I pray for so many blessings in your business life and your family life and every part of your life because just what you just shared is just it felt so pure, it felt so real, it just felt so genuine that I believe that you guys have so much more to go and God is gonna deliver, God is gonna deliver you guys to that place and it's gonna be amazing. And I'm grateful that I'm gonna be able to witness that now. Now, with Grace, with the Grace Premier podcast, we believe that we are more than conquerors. And because we believe that, we want everyone who's tuning in, tuning in to, to be reminded that they are more than a conqueror. So we want to ask our guests, in this case you, two to three pieces of advice, or like we like to call it, life-conquering tips that will help them change their lives. So it could be anything from just lifestyle or business. Just three tips that you live with that you believe could change their lives. Okay. Um, well, for me, you know, my life verse is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, or I should say one of my life verses. I have a few. Uh, but that one was like kind of the beginning. Um, so, so as a life tip, I would take that verse to heart. Um, take it literally. Uh, if for those of you not familiar, it's trust in the Lord with all of your heart and not, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And I know everybody in here wants a straight path. Uh, they want to have a smooth life, a successful life, but that that's the last part. You wanna get there. The first part is to start by trusting God, um, to put him first above all. And what does that mean? It means to engage him as often as you can. Uh, people say, I don't have time to you know this or that. Uh, I was taught that whatever is important to you, you'll make time for. If God is who he is, if he's sovereign, if he's on the throne, um, you need to consider the fact that he's got a plan for your life and that he wants you to have a straight path. But it starts by trusting in him and not leaning on your own understanding. We all know so much. We've all been through so much. But I thought I had it figured out, and I didn't. And God had a better plan for me, and he still does. You know, So, so walking with him, keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus has been – um, by far the biggest game changer for me. Um, and, and, and the re the reality is, you know, you could just say that and, and it, it sounds nice. Um, but when I think about keeping my eyes on Jesus, I think about Peter on the water. I always think about that because he was able to do something that no other man can do walk on water. <laughs> that, that, that supernatural occurrence um, does not just happen on your own. <laughs> it can't. Um, having your eyes on Jesus makes it all possible. Um, and scripture, especially in Paul's letters, talks over and over again about, you know, doing all things, you know, in Christ who strengthens you and being more than conquerors. And uh, these, this is phraseology. You can do these amazing, wonderful things. Um, it can't be by your will, though. So by the end of every one of my prayers, God, your will, not mine, no matter what I'm praying for. And by keeping my eyes fixed on the Lord in, in all things that I do, keeps me in a place where I'm not acting in my own accordance. I'm not acting on my my own, uh, you know, sort of understanding, right? As, and, and that keeps me walking on water and, and, and staying above the waves and out of trouble and out of harm's way and keeps me a, a good father and a good husband and a good business leader and friend. 
Um, you know, if, if God is first, all things flow through him. As the, what is it, the chorus says, praise God from whom all blessings flow. And, and it's true because all blessings do flow from God. And even if you're not somebody who knows the Lord, who walks with the Lord, and yet you're like, eh, I've been blessed in my life, it's because he loves you. <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing you could ever do to make him love you more. There's nothing you could ever do to make him love you less. And that's, that's, that's my final like, tip bit for you to, to take away because it's not about earning God's love. It's about walking with him and building that relationship. And if that's your first and primary relationship and your wife or your spouse is your second, and your kids are your third and your ministry is your fourth, I think you got to put pretty much in the right order. And um, I've found that to be a difference maker in the last seven or eight years of my life, as opposed to the first 25, which we don't have time to get into, but <laughs> maybe one day we'll, we'll give the full testimony and you'll see just how far God has taken this project. You know, you know what, man, definitely, man. I, de I definitely would love to have you. Um, I will have to send you details on that for another episode um, because I feel like, I feel like we didn't really get into the other things I wanted to, but because, because we got into some very critical and important things that we need, that entrepreneurs need, that, that business owners, business managers, all that stuff need. And, you know, you just need in life all around. And I'm thankful for it. This content right here is pure gold. <laughs> it's, a, it's a diamond, you know, <laughs> and all that stuff. So it's, it's awesome, man. And I appreciate that. And before we come to a close, I'm going to ask us the final, final question, because right now I'm just like, I'm, I'm motivated. Dude. Right after we end this, me I'm too. about to I'm get on it. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for having me, by the way. I really appreciate it. No, I appreciate you for coming on here, man. I mean, you know, I, I genuinely believe that as we grow, people are going to look back to this episode and they're going to see the, the, the fruits of it. And they're going to benefit from it. And they're going to be like, man, this man, Ralph, he's just, he changed my life with his testimony. And I can't wait to those start to those things to start happening now to the last part of the podcast this is something we also ask all our grace preneurs who are come onto the show and this is what it is if you were to run across a younger version of yourself yeah <laughs> what is one piece of advice you will give yourself and why well, first, I'd start by probably giving the guy a good smack. I <laughs> <laughs> second uh, that notion with me. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know, I don't want to open a can of worms because I know it's the end. Um, but, you know, just advice-wise, you know, it, it's – I mean, it's, it's pretty much like I was just saying with Proverbs, um, that wisdom. My, my mother, you know, when I was still living at home, she, she got a, a wooden cutout of the word wisdom. And she just put it in my room, just, just put it in there. And, you know, at that time, I was pretty much walking my own way. Uh, my testimony in a nutshell is the prodigal son, if you're familiar with that. Um, you know, walking with the Lord as a kid and then straying to spend all my wealth, if you will, as far as talents on what I wanted um, and what I thought would be fulfilling. And to find out that it was not fulfilling. So really the, the definition I would give my, my younger self is the definition of wisdom, which is essentially seeing what's about to happen, knowing the results, and then changing the initial, um, the initial act so that you're not ending up in that place. Uh, and basically it's saying like having foresight of what's gonna happen. Now I know experience deals with that a lot, maturity, speaks to that a lot so it's hard for a youngster to, to really embody that but if you're somebody who's you know let's say under 25 years old or maybe you you feel like you're still under 25 years old but you're really 50 uh, it is a mental thing uh, but I would I would just encourage you to to consider to do what's wise um, and re really read the book of Proverbs because 
it just is a book of wisdom, you know, uh, and to, to, to talk about what the, the wise man does versus what the fool does. Uh, I found myself doing a lot of the foolish stuff, thinking that I would get uh, further and, and attain the certain riches of this world. But those things are fleeting, man. I, I'd rather always stock up in things that are going to be there uh, as long as possible. And eternity is forever. So uh, to store my treasures up uh, would be the better uh, tip to give my younger self. It would be like, hey, you know, you're storing your stuff up in stuff that's going to fall apart. How about investing yourself into the kingdom of God, which is everlasting? And, and that may not have made sense to my younger self, but I know that when you plant seeds, um, you know, and then somebody comes along and puts some light on it, and somebody else comes along and puts some water on it, that plant grows. And I've been able to see some of the fruits of my labor over the years with different people who never knew the Lord, who now do. Um, and it's been really all God's blessing all along, his spirit that, you know, just, just comes out of you. Just as long as you're walking with him, he, he's there with you to give you his, his word and his wisdom at all times. And he never makes anything too difficult that you can't escape from it. That temptation is never overpowering in that respect. So there's always a way out, and I'm grateful that God has uh, provided them. That is that is good. You guys heard it. Wisdom is such an important thing. You know, somebody shared something. Uh, I believe it was actually the last episode. I love quoting back to other episodes as well because it's like, you know, there's always a pattern when it comes to business owners and entrepreneurs who are building something and who are successful in what they're building. I mean, the thought process, the attitude, you know, the drive, all this stuff just coming, coming for each other. And the guy mentioned something about, you know, wisdom, the wisdom that he, that others had shared with him. He wished he would have ran with it and all that. And I'm like, wow, that is just like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's life changing, man. But, um, grace for years, man, we're, we're closing up now. And, I'll have him give him his information where you guys can find his products, where you guys can follow them and, and all that stuff right now. But really just like, you know, I've always, I always like to put, I always like to bring this back up just because I genuinely believe this would change your life. Let's take a listen to this episode again. Once you hear it and you really feel it, go back and, and start taking notes down. You know, it's like this, this podcast, this episode was almost like a book in, in, in audio, you know what I'm saying? Like of communication, of business, of not giving up. I mean, this is just, this is powerful guys. This guy's a, is a legit world changer. So before I close out, where can our followers, our listeners, and you know, find you, what, what's your website? If you have a, yeah. if you guys have a social media, I'll follow you guys actually immediately as well. And, mm-hmm. and we could go from there. Yeah, I mean it's it's hydrate, um, it's but spelled phonetically H Y D R the number eight, so not hydrate A T E H Y D R the number eight dot N Y C. Uh, we originally started with the dot N Y C because we were dealing with a lot of public schools, um, but we work with all companies and residentials um, from FedEx to the New York Stock Exchange down to mom and pops you never heard of before. Um, the water purification speaks for itself. We deal with hot, cold sparkling ice and flavored sparkling as well and uh, we do everything really who we are is a a service company so our job is to make sure these units are maintained on a strict basis the units are smart they tell you in advance they need service Um, and there's no need for bottles there's no need for jugs Uh, you get a lot more bang for your buck to have unlimited water Um, so come to our website check out the units Um, you can reach us at info at uh, info at hydrate.nyc as well for an email uh, the handle on social media is the same too. It, it, hydrate NYC. Uh, you can find this out there too. So 
we appreciate the opportunity to talk about business and, and God. And, and I think it's a wonderful thing you're doing here, Ronnie. And I know God's going to continue to bless this ministry. Uh, just, just keep your eyes on him, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And you know what? This is uh, a lot of people don't know how to mix God and business. And I generally believe everything built on God is going to flourish. So I believe everything this is the him. same. Everything comes from him. Even yeah, science, man. man. Even to all my scientists out there, I all love it. I, I fully believe in every inch of science. But my definition of science is simply a measurement of what God has created. Come on, dude. You know what? I, I don't want to take too much time because I want to close this up, but it, it's crazy because, like, I love science. I was an atheist. You know, I wasn't a Christian my whole life. I, I hated God. I hated Christians. I had yeah. anger towards them. And, when I, and, you know, when I came to Christ and it was a hard transition because I'm like, well, what about this question, this question, that question here, there, there, there? And it took a lot of time of reading. And, you know, I don't want to spend too much time in this, but oh, no, essentially what he said is facts. You know? Yeah, man. My, my cousin was the same way. So yeah. inspiring story. Anytime I hear atheists come Christian, it says a lot. Yeah, I think, man. I think atheists have a ton of faith, honestly. I think they have unbelievable absolutely absolutely believe that there's no god absolutely man i mean so you know we're doing a a next um actually you know what we'll leave this for after the podcast i mean you could discuss a little bit but grace veneers i want to say thanks again for coming on to our show it was epic i'm gonna use the word epic on this one (laughs) powerful it was life-changing it was all these words right now and i want to encourage you guys like this episode share this episode because you do not know who's listening okay the least people the people you least expect that could be somebody who needs this message in order to conquer their mountains and their lives what a powerful message and we pray that this content impacts your life do you want more content from the gracepreneur podcast great check us out at www.thegracepreneur.com and follow us on instagram for more updates on our podcast blogs and new music take care and never forget that you are more than a conqueror